TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Of course, in the studio, as always, we got our Hot Rod Happy Couple, Smitty and Breezy. Hey, hey, hey. What up, y'all? And then we've got Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru, the professor himself, Richard Hoskins. What's going on to all our old and new friends in Sevierville, Tennessee? I love that town. It's a cool place. It's a really fun time. It's fun times. Fun times. And then, of course, we got Hot Rods and Happy Hour Legal Counsel slash all real cool car guy, Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? You know, I tell you, how's everybody's week been? How's everybody doing? It's been good. Been fun. Been real fun. Been real fun. Been real good. Been real everybody, fun. Everybody been doing good. good? Everybody real doing fun, good? Real Nothing good. exciting? Oh, yeah. I want to tell you. You know, I was thinking about what I want to talk about this week on the radio. And I think it hit me. What's that? Muscle cars. Muscle cars. C4 Corvettes. I'm oh, just kidding. Here we go. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and thank you, by the way, for everybody that has sent me every link known to man for sale 88 35th anniversary Corvettes. <laughs> the Hot Rods and Happy Hour Facebook page has been blowing up along with my personal Instagram and Facebook. And I honestly believe of the 2050, I've gotten 37,000 <laughs> for sale ads on them. So, there's, there's things, been a couple of nice ones on there. There's things, there have been some nice ones, and they're all white. It's crazy. They're all white. They're all white. Haven't seen a black one yet. Anyway, so, you know, so we're looking there, and we actually found a 16,000 mile manual transmission. Our buddy, our buddy Anthony in. Hill City, Alabama. My man, he, he's he's got a nose on him like a bloodhound. I want to tell you, when car. you tell that man you're looking for something, he find Jimmy Hoffa. He's over here. <laughs> I know where he's at. He's behind that third pine tree. The one, not the one with the squirrel in it. The other one. <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing. Found probably the lowest mileage manual transmission, 88 35th anniversary C4 Corvette. So when's it coming? Next week. For real? No. Ah. No. But I tell you what, I actually did something kind of like that earlier. I got a text message last night from a really good friend of mine that deals in cars in Ohio. And uh, he, he always, he's always looking for random things, you know, just just, just, you know, just, just random stuff, you know. And, and he always goes for me for all the American random stuff he's looking for. He said, I'm looking for a 94 through 99 Suburban half-ton Three-quarter ton, big block, small block, four-wheel drive, two-wheel drive, don't matter, but rust-free with less than 100,000 miles. Well, you had me interested. I went to the less than 100,000 miles on it. Exactly. So, and believe it or not, finding 20-year-old SUVs with less than 100,000 miles is kind of tricky. I can yeah. see that. I really could. Actually found two. Probably the only two in yeah. existence. <laughs> in the South. I found one in Charlotte, and I found one in, uh, actually, but the one in Charlotte wasn't a Vortec. It was a 93. Yeah. And I found a 99, which was in Spartanburg, which is the next town up from us where we're at here. 
And it was perfect. It was a 95,000-mile 99 Suburban. Yeah. But they sold it last oh. week. Mm. Didn't take the ad down. I hate when people don't take ads down. I know. So now I'm still on the hunt for that low mileage OBS-style Suburban. 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 So, so I'm still looking. It's not as plentiful as C4 Corvettes. I thought they're out there, though. Uh, like, people that just use it for, like, like we, you know, traveling. In suburban the things? Yeah, yeah. Soccer you know, games? Pulling a trailer. You know, my suburban stuff. Yeah, you know, suburban things. Suburban stuff. Costco and Sam's. Yeah, where you buy things in bulk. <laughs> like toilet paper, pork and beans. Macaroni and cheese. I don't think you can buy pork and beans in bulk. I don't think you should. <laughs> that just sounds unhealthy. Right, Costco, I'm sure you can buy like five-gallon buckets of them. Costco got a five-gallon bucket of macaroni and cheese, and I'm kind of interested. They've got a five-gallon bucket of mayonnaise, Ugh. and I'm concerned. Yeah, I'd be concerned there. But Do you know how long it would take to burn through a five-gallon bucket of mayonnaise? Well, we are in the South. It probably, I mean, that's like eight sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> that's like eight whole sandwiches. <laughs> You oh. burn, burn through a loaf of bread before you get done with that. Goodness <laughs> gracious. You'd be burning all through the marita. That's right. I said loaf of bread. Loaf bread. Loafa. Loafa. Nah, let's, let's not get started on the loaf bread thing again. <laughs> oh, why <laughs> it's bringing back, it back memories for me. <laughs> Bad childhood memories. I don't want to be loaf bread anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, white meat. Oh. oh, professor, don't be shy. It's okay. It's poor marauder. Or you want to talk about that thing? No. <laughs> but anyway, so we found we found the low mileage Corvettes. Lord knows, I've got three days of looking through '88 35th anniversary Corvette. I think every one of the 2050 are for sale. No lie. Really? Because I think I got to add for every one of them God. from California to here in the Carolinas, like everywhere. Every time I check my inbox, it's a it looks like it's snowing C4 Corvettes. <laughs> But, so we have, I want to talk about muscle cars this week, though. Like you know, we that. hadn't talked about muscle cars in a while. And I mean, and then, you know, this is my thing with it, is, is you hear that term used so much. And especially in our Mopar family. <clears throat> yeah. They, they love to beat that term to death. Yeah. Like, the muscle this, or it's a muscle mm-hmm. sedan, or it's a muscle whatever, or it's... It's overweight. To be fair, Dodge kind of brings that up pretty frequently too they that's what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah they, they beat it to death all right i, I thought you just meant like owners no 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 dodge they, dodge dodge takes the term muscle and <laughs> fastest is, yeah the so fastest like suv that. the fastest four-door sedan the fastest interest rate hike you know what i'm saying <laughs> but Upside the down. fastest depreciation <laughs> of any vehicle known to man which is about the truth. But, you know, but how about where did this come from? I'll tell you another thing that's my pet peeve. Rich Professor, I almost called you by your street name. Don't do that. I'm telling you. Only your stage name here. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, Professor, Dodge Challenger, is it a pony car or a muscle car? It's a pony car. It is a pony car. Are you saying the Dodge Challenger is not a muscle car because the Dodge commercial says it's a muscle car? We're getting into, like, kind of semantics. Um, Today, I guess it's a muscle car, but today's are a lot bigger than the ones that were in an e-bike. But but, but what's what's the definition of a pony car? Short deck, long nose. Yeah. Which is a Dodge Challenger. Challenger. Yeah. Yeah. 
And they were little, and they were brought out directly to compete with the Mustang and the F-Body. Exactly. So, but but it's a muscle car. Uh, Just like the Camaro is a muscle car. No, it's not. It's a pony car. And the Corvette's a muscle car. And, you know, oh. Everything's a muscle car. My Murado's a muscle car. The Corvette is America's sports car. That's right, kids. Way before the Dodge Vipers and all this stuff, there was a car called the Chevrolet Corvette. You know, back before we put a man on the moon. <laughs> in 1953. That was before we put a man in Korea. That's, that's before we put a man in a lot of places, you know <laughs> what I'm saying. But that's, that, that's a story for another time. But it, people are like, oh, it's a real muscle car. I got me a Corvette. No, you got a sports car. Yeah, by the time the late 60s rolled around, uh, the water's getting a little muddied as to what a muscle car was. I mean, if it's got a stripe package, it's a muscle car. Well, that, and, and I mean, it's, it's not even that, but I think people nowadays, they consider anything a muscle car. You anything got a V8 pickup truck, that's a muscle truck. Well, anything is fast. It's a muscle truck. Or has dual exhaust or has the mufflers cut off. It's a muscle. So, like, I mean, is a Z car, is that a muscle car? No. No. Well, why not? It can't be. The dot, the Challenger's a muscle car. No, it isn't. <laughs> and again, you got to think about the climate of the automotive market in the 60s and 70s versus today. It's very different. That's back when most cars were two-doors, when each company had five different two-doors that competed against each other. Exactly. And I'll tell you something else, too. It's marketing. Oh, absolutely. They're go-words. There's a four-letter word that Chrysler uses on the regular that has made them more money than any four-letter word known to man. And you know what? We're going to tell you all about it right after this commercial break. <laughs> it's going to make you say some four-letter words. Guys, stay tuned. we got more Hot Rods and Happy Hour headed your way. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts in the studio. Of course, we got Smitty and Breezy. Hey, hey, hey. What up, y'all? Look at you. Oh, I like that right there. It's like, who goes first? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, we got Hot Rods and Happy, our financial analyst slash numbers guru, Richard Hoskins. Sticking with Tennessee and the Smokies this week, what is going on, Kingsport, Tennessee? And then, of course, we got Hot Rods and Happy, our financial analyst slash numbers guru, Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? I actually called you, uh, you're yeah, not the numbers yeah. guru, you're all around cool car guy, Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? There you go. We stand corrected. <laughs> so can I be the cool car builder? No. <laughs> so we're talking about Chrysler's favorite four-letter word. Who wants to say it? Go, Richard. Who wants to say a four-letter word on the radio? The four-letter word on the radio. Hear me. That. That I mean, and you know, that used to be such a cool word. Yeah. And then that thing got a hemi. Back when that was relevant. And it's been beat to death. And, and and during the commercial break, the professor brought up a great one. It's now like the Shaker Hood Scoop. It said it once. Under the hood. Under shaker. You couldn't even see it. Till you raise the hood. Mm-hmm. Said Shaker. Not 37 times on a car. Seat, spoiler, uh, dash, trunk lid, sunroof. Sun visor. <laughs> yeah, <it's everywhere. laughs> Trust me, insane. And I wish they'd just start calling the V8 engine something else. Uh, Hemi doesn't mean what it used to, guys. Sorry. It's beat. It's beat to death. But and see, and that's the thing we're talking about because they're riding on the coattails of the muscle car craze. And that's where I want to get. I mean, I don't want to make fun of Mopar guys the entire show. I mean, we can keep going. It's fun. But you know what I'm saying. Like, I think the thing 
that you that, that a lot of people. I love the remake cars. I mean, I think the new Challengers are pretty cars. I really do. I like the new Camaros. I like the new Mustangs. But those aren't muscle cars, though. They're just called muscle cars today. I mean, because to me, a, mus- a muscle-sized car was an intermediate car with a larger engine in it. The end. That's it. Bone. Usually like, a bare-bones car. Yeah, a bare-bones yeah. car. Of course, there again, by the end of the 60s, that was starting to fade yeah. away, too. Um, yeah, and, well, not so much with the Mustang or Camaro, but, like, with the Challenger today, now it's a full-size car. Yeah. Like, you know, from the footprint that it actually takes up, I know I've had three of them. Uh, my Cadillac takes up about a third of the space in my gar- my garage that the uh, Challengers did. Like, I can open my doors and stuff and get out. <laughs> well, I mean, you think about it, I mean, heck, if a Challenger weighed about 10 more pounds, you need a CDL to drive that thing. <laughs> but... You know, I don't know what kind of plastic they make that thing out of, but it's heavy. It's all them emblems. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you, and that was another thing, you know. I mean, like, like take my little Chevelle, a 65 Malibu SS. That car weighs 3,400 pounds. And that was considered an intermediate car. Compared to a new Challenger, I could put two Malibus there. <laughs> And still have some emblems left over, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. I mean, that's that, I mean that's just crazy how heavy these things are versus the muscle cars of the day. And to be fair, all cars are a lot heavier than they were now. You know, I mean, a Mustang GT now weighs 3,900 pounds, which you know we used to joke about them weigh like Fox bodies weighing 32, 3,300. Like, oh, the big pig. Oh, oh my God, the thing's so big. <laughs> Let me take my spare tire out. <laughs> My favorite dumb modification. Let me take the insulation out under the yeah. carpet. Yeah. So I can take that whole three and a half pounds off. And my feet will cook. <laughs> exactly. That was the smartest thing I've ever done in my life. And your carpet fits like crap now. Yeah. It's Your carpet looks like a Sharpay. Your feet are on fire. But ain't it cool? <laughs> but this thing feels faster. You got a thousandth of a for uh, for of every a hundred for every hundred pounds you pick up a tenth of a second in the quarter mile. Congratulations, you just picked up a sixteenth of a tenth of a second, <laughs> and you have second degree burns on your feet. Exactly. What always cracked me up is people taking their radios and their sound systems out. The four this four speaker sound system in a Fox body didn't weigh that much, but uh, it didn't sound that great either in their nah, defense. But it was, but it was, it was there. Say, it sounded bad enough to get took out. <laughs> I mean, you're looking at five pounds with the radio, the head unit, and the four speakers. Probably, I mean, not much, maybe ten. But you ain't. <laughs> yeah, just hang on to my radio. <laughs> Weight reduction, yo. <laughs> but I mean, but that that was another thing too that you know people did that in reminiscence because a lot of your muscle cars radio delete. Heat delete. Yep. I mean, you know, all kinds yeah. of stuff like that. But, all right. I got one for you, Professor. We're going to jump back in time. If it was 1967, what would the Professor be driving? Well, we talked a little bit about uh, about a scenario. Yes. Of the Oregon Trail, which uh, I believe you could be a banker, a farmer, or a carpenter. Well, I think it's only fitting that I should be a banker because I am, in fact, a banker. A banker. <laughs> um, You're so, one yeah. of them banking types. Thinking about, like, gentleman's hot rod type thing. And, uh, you know, I do lean Mopar. Everybody knows that. I'd probably be driving a GTX. You know, it, something's weird, though, is I know, you're, I know you're a Mopar guy. I think I just try to wish you other directions. I could see you in a 442. 
I was going to say Oldsmobile. Actually, would be the other. Probably. I could see. I could see. I could see the professor in a '67 442. Yeah, yeah, with red lines, and I, I'd wear the little black tie, the little straight tie. <laughs> I didn't say you need to be dressing up like Paul McCartney. Just saying. Look like uh, that dude that uh, skyjacked that airplane. Uh, What's his name? DB Cooper. There you go. Be busting my DD, my DB Cooper. <laughs> wow. So, Kobe, what would you be driving in 1967? In 67, it would have to probably be a Fastback, because I've had several of them. So you Mustang, want a Mustang? Mustang Fastback, because I've had several of them. But that's not a muscle car. That's a pony car. I don't care. He said I'd still drive a Mustang. I'd still drive a Mustang. So you drive Because Now, if we said 65, it'd be a whole different story. But Okay, 65, what would you drive? GTO. Those are pretty cars. I'll give you that. 67, you want a Mustang. Exactly. You want a girl car. Gotcha. All right, so let me slide over here. Smitty, it's 1967. What would you be driving? <sighs> Ain't no air ride in 67. I know, but the only air, the only air in 67 is the one you breathe. That Ford Fairlane looking so sweet. <laughs> oh, they're pretty cars. There's nothing wrong with the 67 Fairlane. You get some air shocks for it. The galaxies look pretty good. I in could chop the springs and be perfectly happy. Oh Lord! See, back then they didn't lower them like that. They raised them up. They yeah, jacked them up in the back. They got them up there to a better atmosphere. Well, how are you going to fit side pipes to a lowered car? <laughs> Duh! <laughs> My traction bars are slapping the ground. <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious, actually. So you feeling a, you feeling nah, the, the Le Mans, man? I, I like the Le Mans as so well. You a Pontiac guy? Yeah, kinda. So you a Pontiac guy? A Pontiac? A Pontiac. Breezy. I would go with the Dodge Charger. Really? Yes, I mm. really would. So you'd go all Dukes of Hazard style on? Oh, us. I so would. Yep, if, if it was '67, I would. Hmm. What do you, hmm? What do you think? I don't know. What? what? Hey, it looks pretty good to me. Well, I mean, it looks good. I mean, what do you think? Patrick's not really being clear. I don't really understand your tactics there, Patrick, the producer. <laughs> Either he's got a new dance he just came up with, or we got a commercial break. I think it's a commercial break. Guys, stay tuned. We're talking muscle cars right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts in the studio. As always, we got Smitty and Breezy. What's up, y'all? What up, what up? Sup. Sup. What's happening? Sup. What's poppin', Pippin? <laughs> and of course, we got Hot Rods and Happy, our financial analyst slash numbers guru. Not to be confused with the cool car guy, <laughs> Richard Hoskins. <laughs> What's going on, Knoxville, Tennessee? And of course, we've got Hot Rods and Happy, our legal counsel, because Lord knows we need it. Slash all around cool car guy, Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? All right. So, we're talking about muscle cars. And nobody asked me what kind of muscle. Why? I was, I was fixing to get to that. Why? Nobody asked me. Well, we ran into a commercial. That Rob, uh, what would be your muscle car for 67? 67? There was only one muscle car actually made. That was kind of a trick question for you guys. Oh, was it? It was. Corvette. No, because that's not a muscle car. That's a sports car. <laughs> Good one, but it's a sports car. The Chevelle SS 396. Oh, I love a Chevelle. Yeah, it's a See, I almost 67, said 67 Chevelle. That's cool. I don't know that I would go with only muscle car bill. <laughs> if you want to win, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, I just, that's, I'm a little weird. I know we chose 67. I prefer 66 of those two, but 67, 396, 425 horse. I ain't pounding. 
good muscle car. Something red. Something red. Red lines. Yeah. Maybe red guts too. I don't know. Red on red on. I like red. a white with red and red lines. That would, See, I would go black with red. Well, that yeah. always works. No, or like that cr- crazy like gunmetal gray and red. Yeah, in the 60s, they didn't call it gunmetal. They called it funeral home gray. <laughs> I'll drive a funeral home gray. I'll drive it. Wait, well, what color is it? Lord. For... <laughs> Somebody I'm hauling that. dead bodies. I don't care. I got the funniest, I'll get there fast. I got the funniest story ever. My father, who keep in mind was raised in, this day, in, in the 60s, every gray car, and I know gray has become extremely popular the last few right. years, somebody will come up with a brand new gray car, and they'll be so proud of it. And my dad will walk up and be like, they didn't have no other colors other than funeral home gray. <laughs> Daddy, that's her new car. What? They're the one that picked out the funeral home color. <laughs> they don't make these things in any other color but funeral home gray. They ain't going to tell you the color he calls brown. I don't think I can say that on the radio. I would have to whisper that one into Patrick's ear. And I, I he's already down. I've already got a thumbs down. <laughs> And I haven't even told him yet. I miss the old Patrick. He gave you another finger. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, that, that one wasn't a thumb. <laughs> that wasn't. I don't think that one means go either. <laughs> it was just not as pinky either. No, 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 no. It wasn't a pinky. And it wasn't the pointer finger either. I don't even know what you call that other one, but still. Hey. It's, it's not good, kids. It's not good. I don't good. think we can talk about that on the radio either. Unless we're going to get in trouble. Really, I got one for you guys. What was the, what was y'all's favorite? I guess modern accessory in the '60s on your muscle car that you all like. See, that's the thing. Right? There do? wasn't, there wasn't like a lot of cool mods back then. Uh, what would you do? Like, if it was your Five car, parts. what would you do to make it stand out to do what you wanted to do? Craig SS's. That's a great one. Actually, you could, you could do you could do torque thrust in '56. Mm-hmm. So torque yeah. thrust Americans. Mm-hmm. Now, what would you do, Smith? Top of springs, of course. <laughs> Lay it on the ground. You got to put a rake in it. Yeah. You got to have a rake. Well, I mean, so it's, it's kind of like, like, like let me break it down. Let me break it down for the younger people. The, a rake is kind of like the Carolina squat, but backwards. Yeah, <laughs> but the right way. Yeah, Carolina squat the right way. It's a reverse Carolina squat. But you'd be surprised. Like, I don't mean, maybe it's because of how I was raised. But, like, I like my cars with a little rake. And they're like, huh? Yeah, yeah. What? what? Nose down, butt up, bud. Just, that's well, the way I mean, we like the hot too, rod. People hear that nowadays. They think you're talking about a motorcycle. Exactly. It's a rake. What would you do, Breezy? Yeah, I'm going to go with whatever y'all say on this one. <laughs> Richard? <laughs> I would say, well, probably the same thing I do to all my cars now. I don't guess window tint was a thing back then, really. But uh, put exhaust on it, usually lower it, and probably Craig SS's. So you'd probably put you'd put, you'd put some glass packs on. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have no Flowmasters in the 60s. No, we didn't need Flowmasters in the 60s. We had cherry bombs. <laughs> and I say that. I was born in 78. So. Straight pipes. We, yeah, a lot of people ran straight pipes. Yeah, yeah I, I'm with you on that. Cherry well, bombs. That was back before you had emissions. Cherry bombs and a set of shackles. Well done. A set of shackles. shackles. Oh, ra- that's where you raised it up in the back. Yeah. That's that's how you got your rake. Got her hitched up. Yep. You didn't have no coal springs. You, you had leaf springs. You could put you some slapper bars on there, too. Yep. Get some good traction on your 14-inch. 
red lines. <laughs> yeah, your white ovals. <laughs> it's like, is it really? I mean, you got a contact patch that's twice as wide as a 10-speed bicycle tire. Do you really need? And it's, and it's bias ply. Yeah, do yeah. you really think that the traction's even remotely an issue at this point, you know? I mean, why don't you just take the tire off? How about that? Just let the rim dig in. <laughs> Speaking of bias ply tires, now this just happened just the other week. Uh, took the old Buick out for a cruise running a 61 Buick Special. It's got bias ply tires on it still because the whole car's original. Rolling, rolling like 40 mile an hour, you know, and it's kind of doing this little shaking thing like it always does. And go to hit the brakes and there's none really there, you know, because it's old brakes. But then I got to thinking, in the 60s, these guys were hammering down, running 80, 100 mile an hour with them old bias ply tires and but and all that. They didn't know no different. That was John Wayne type guys. Yeah. John Wayne's dead. Yeah. I'm just throwing yeah. that out there to you. Yeah. <laughs> he died in a Buick. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was like. I need to check my facts on that. The whole time I'm like. We'll let it slide. The whole time I'm like, no one stop in front of me. No one stop really in front of me because I don't. Well, it's just, remember, it was just this past Sunday. I took the 56 out. I decided, you know, I'm going to cruise around. You know, and I'm riding. And keep in mind, the 56 has got disc brakes on it, which is even yeah. funnier. Like 1978 disc brakes under it, though. Yeah. And, uh, like, disc brakes out from under a Monte Carlo that really wasn't known for the best year of having disc brakes. <laughs> but I'm riding around in this thing, you know, and I'm strolling. Next thing I look down, I'm running about 80 mile an hour down a road. I'm not going to name the name of it, but that's not the speed on this road. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, this road. is dangerous. <laughs> you know, I was. It didn't slow me down, but I thought that. <laughs> I, when when you sent that picture to us all, I was like, I was really, really impressed with you. Could you actually put gas in the car? I did put gas in it. This he time. learned his lesson. I put I put five dollars worth in it. Needed or not, you know, <laughs> it made it back from the gas station. <laughs> Heck yeah, five bucks. But hey, you never fill. Must be the car dealer coming out, Emmy. You never fill a car up with gas. You may sell it tomorrow. I ain't giving you a full tank of gas. No, 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 just enough. I don't know, man. Even if you saw it tomorrow, all you got to do is drive the thing around for a couple hours. You're going to get your money's worth out of your gas. I'm going to tell them, meet me at 6 o'clock and let it idle. <laughs> for like, you know, six hours. Or, at or half just, throttle. Or you just charge them another 25 bucks. Yeah. I don't put. I don't fill my truck up. I don't fill it up. I usually put about, most I put is like $15. If, if I'm staying, you know, in town or around the house, 15 bucks. Just because I, mean, I don't want the ethanol sitting in there. Well, know? I'm with you there, too. This stuff eats fuel lines. Yep, it does. And it costs go. money. Yeah, exactly. And it costs you money. I fill the Murata up every time I drive it just because the gas gauge doesn't work very well and it gets horrible gas mileage. So just How can a two-barrel car get horrible gas mileage? How, how can a two-barrel car it runs run? On, it runs on unicorn farts now. I mean, what else? <laughs> how can you put a new battery in a car and the battery's dead a week later? <laughs> hey, let's be for real. Richard's only had to fill this thing up one time. I filled it up like four times, but I've only driven it five. <laughs> <laughs> Richard done maxed out his Texaco card. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's sitting right now. I'm telling you, man. But... I mean, that's the cool thing about muscle cars. Was, is, but this is when the aftermarket, though, it was. And see, that's another thing that's changed. There were no decal kits. No. 
You uh, didn't have anything. Like that. These were like real parts. Like there you had like catalogs you could buy. You had intakes and exhausts. You had to go to your local speed shop. And no, that's another thing that's cool. Is you hear these stories about speed shops. I want to talk about this in the next segment because everybody kind of had like their their shop they went to. It was like a go to. You know, there's loyalty there, brand loyalty. That's what I really miss about the back then versus today in hot rodding. I tell you what, though, we got to wrap it up for speaking of loyalty. I like these these commercial people because they're good because they pay the bills. Pay so the we bills. can keep doing this. Yeah. All right, guys, stay tuned. We got more Hot Rods and Happy Hour headed your way. Right here on 1863 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Of course, in the studio, we have our Hot Rod Happy Couple, Smitty and Breezy. Hello. 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 <laughs> that freaked me like out, Smitty. Your lips didn't even move. You're like a ventriloquist <laughs> over there or something. Sounded like something on Cinemax. Hello, Clary. <laughs> Toulouse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mrs. Dalfire, I'm freaked out. All right. So, we have Hot Rods and Happy, our financial analyst slash numbers guru, bowtie twirling, Richard Hoskins. What's going on to our homies up in Memphis? Hey, M-Town, baby. Yeah, that's, that's a happening place. It is. It is. I mean, I can think of so many good rap groups that came out of Memphis. Oh, yeah. 3-6 Mafia. I thought they were from Florida. No. No, uh, they're Memphis. Right. I didn't know that. I think it's because my old. It's like candy. It's because my brother-in-law listens to them all the time, and he's from Florida, so I just assumed they were too. No, 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 no. Actually, believe it or not, their music gets out of Memphis. It's crazy. I know. Even in Florida, they got it. Florida, that would have made sense. Yeah. No. 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 Memphis. Good barbecue. Elvis. Three Six Mafia. The end. Where's Bone from? Ohio. Uh, That's right. What? Yeah, they are. What? Yep. Cincinnati, Ohio. And then we got Hot Rods and Happy Hour Legal Counsel slash all around cool car guy, Kobe Miller. What's going on? Not from Memphis. Not from Memphis. From Florida. You're from Florida. From Florida. From Florida. From Florida. Right. Uh, maybe I was maybe I had uh, three six mafia mixed up with Kobe. It could be. It could Possibly. be that. Trick Daddy, three oh five. That's Florida. TWD. Just saying. Vogue.com. <laughs> but we are so ghetto. <laughs> Like, I really, like, at times, it worries me. Like, I check, is it bad that sometimes I speak and I check my own wallet? <laughs> <laughs> like, like I make myself uncomfortable sometimes. Hey. Like, I get really thuggish quick. Can't help where we're from. I'm telling you, man. I mean, just like, you can take the boy out of the west side, but you can't That's take the it. west side out of the boy, you know? But, so we're talking about muscle cars. And, uh, you know, we're talking about, like, speed shops and things. And nowadays, you know, Making your ride your own back in the day, you know, there was there was custom paint. I mean, they had metal flake and things like that, racing stripes and whatnot. But there wasn't a lot of, like, the stick-on stuff and decals and... Auto zones and... The, uh, pet boys. Yeah, well, there was pet boys, but they sold auto parts, yeah. not... Accessories. Not stick-on parts. Had the Western Auto. Oh, Lord, son. <laughs> the, Western, the Western Auto. Do you remember Western Autos? Heck yeah, man. That's where you could get like an inner tube for your bicycle and headers at the same place. <laughs> exactly. You could. And a Daryl Waltrip collectible NASCAR car. Yep. Think fast. <laughs> Boogity boogie. Picking up ladder bars and a seat for your kid's bike. <laughs> you know. And some flowers for your old lady when you're on the way out. Yeah, there you go. And, and, and a uh, 
in a in a tire pressure gauge. Yeah, yeah, to put on your keychain. Exactly, but but you, know, you had speed shops. Yeah, you didn't have the internet. You didn't have catalogs really that much. Not really. So you went to your local speed shop, and here in the South, we had a lot of them. And you know, me and Richard and all of us, we kind of came in on the tail end of the speed shop craze. They were dying out when we were kind of coming in. But, like, I still remember, like, you had your speed shop that you went to. That was, like, your go-to. Yeah. And that's where you got all your parts. Kind of like the first Fast and Furious, you know, when, yeah. what's his name, when Hector came to get his three-spoon <laughs> engines and all this stuff. But instead of being cheesy and fake, this is really what happened. You went to your local speed shop and you ordered your intake carburetor and headers and your camshaft and, and you know, whatever. That's where you got your hot parts at. And, you know, like, we had, we had one that was local. It was called Poor Boy Speed Shop. Yeah, it was right there up, waiting at Boulevard and Greenville. That, I mean, that was so I cool. I remember that one. Poor boy speed shop. Yeah. And then you had Al's speed shop. That's what I was about to say, man. I, I grew up on Cardinal Drive in Taylor, South Carolina, so Al's speed shop was literally at the end of my street. Al's speed <laughs> shop is a, I mean, that's a staple. I bought parts from Al's speed shop. That place was awesome, man. He used to have, like, every couple of years, he'd have, like, a garage sale. And it just the stuff that you would see up there was unbelievable. I mean, just leftover stock from the '70s and yeah, stuff. I mean, yeah. I remember hearing stories. He had 55 gallon buckets of like chrome lug nuts. It, it was. There was the room where the desk was, and then there was the room where the stuff was. <laughs> <laughs> like stuff was overtaking the building. Yeah, that's why he would do those clean those clear outs every couple of years because he had to. The place wasn't that big. Yeah, but I mean, I love that though. I, lo- I love that you go in and order the newest something. You know, oh yeah. hey, they're coming out with these new Mickey Thompson ladder bars or that place, man. That was like a childhood gearhead's dream come true. Like you know, like I remember going in there for the first time and just like, like it's like you know what I'm saying. It's kind of like a special moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like your first kiss. You know, <laughs> you're entering a different era. Actually, I went into a speed shop before I got my first kiss. Really? Really? In a speed shop? Uh, no, no, I didn't get a kiss in a speed <laughs> shop. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't even get a kiss. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. But, but no, 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 I didn't get a kiss in a speed shop, but shortly after. But you know what I'm saying? Now, let, let, but that was the cool thing. That place was magical. And as before, I mean, like, it was self-service. Like, you know, like, the, they knew what you had done to your ride. It wasn't so secretive now or anything like that, you know? Yeah. In Florida, we had RPM. RPM. We actually had, I think we had an RPM, too, we did up have here. An RPM. Yeah. In Malden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we, we had, had one. We had an RPM. It was a, I mean, it was a few towns over from us, but it was more toward Orlando, but it was an awesome little speed shop back in the day, I mean. They had everything. I mean, I think about it. That's where you got your hot rod parts. I mean, they ordered from, you know, all the major distributors and all that stuff. I mean, that's how you got these pieces. Well, we talked about Super Shops before. and uh, I miss Super Shops. If you were in my budget, then you would go to Super Shops, decide the stuff that you wanted to buy, and then you would go to Western Auto and get, like, whatever their version of it was. <laughs> <laughs> I love Super Shops. Like, that, that's, that was the coolest store ever. The store manager at the Super Shops here, his name was Robbie. Mm-hmm. And that was like the coolest thing. He had an IROG Z. Yeah, black, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. And, but I mean, but I remember going in there like every Sunday and just checking the place out. Yeah, that place was like, that's that's what you. Super like, Shops was the, the chain. Yeah. Speed Shops. It and, was like if Jeg's was a store. And you know, they actually do have Jeg's stores. There's <laughs> there's, there's, there's two up in Ohio. Jeg's and Summit. Yeah, Summit. Well, Summit's got their stores Down too. In Atlanta. Man. 
That's got to be a big store. McDonough. down in Atlanta. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. But I'll take you down there sometime. It's you, awesome. You'd like it. Go there and look at all the Mopar stuff. They got a little aisle about three shelves. No my part stuff. Yeah. And then everything else, Chevy. Mainly t shirts, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hemi and Shaker t shirts, but you know what I'm saying. Two t shirts, a hat, uh, and a keychain. I think I said a coffee cup, too. Almost positive on the coffee cups. They might have been on clearance, but they did have them. God, it's got to be a huge store. Uh, I, I think I knew that, though, because I think I almost went down there and picked something up one time when I was ordering it because I like, really needed it, but I uh, didn't end up doing it. You didn't need your fuzzy dice that bad. <laughs> so, somebody was telling me that Jags is actually talking about putting a superstore down in Atlanta. I tell you, well, see, that's the thing, you know. And I tell you what's so funny now is, you know, Jags and you know Jags and Summer too are your big guys. Yeah. yeah. But what's crazy is, is they're both out of Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. That's very like close. Very well, close. To each other. Somewhat close. I mean. So Bone Thugs and Harmony, Jags and Summit all came from Ohio. Exactly. <laughs> but this is the thing that's crazy. Like, where did Summit get its name? Because it started in Summit, Ohio. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And, you know, Jags, of course, the Coughlins, Jed Coughlin, yeah. you know, and all that. But, but I mean, that, that was the thing. I mean, like, they both started in Ohio, and Jags kind of, you know, they're still kind of really based in Ohio with Summit, their headquarters in Ohio, but they have, they have stores everywhere. Yeah. You know, they have, I think they have five big distribution centers in the U.S., but... It's really interesting how, how that works, you know. But, heck, you can order something here in South Carolina and have it the next day. Yeah. That's like Amazon Prime for hot rodders. That's it. Yeah, exactly. I, have, I have ordered from Summit right out of Atlanta to be there the next morning. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of cool. That's it handy. Is, it's nice. Especially like when you need a fitting or yeah, something yeah. like that. Super or handy. Something that stops what you're doing, you know. Like you can't progress until you have this part. Oh, yeah. Well, I tell you, well, we can't progress till we get this next part. This will be a commercial break. Another one already? I'm telling you, every time, guys. Stay tuned. We're talking all about muscle cars, hot rods, and speed shops right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.